that mystery role was the thing that I think I was chasing. Welcome to Hang It, a new online platform offering helpful resources to young people looking to enter the art world. My name is Annie and today I'm going to be chatting to an old friend and colleague of mine, Chris Sullivan. Hello Chris. Hello Annie. Chris, you have a very interesting and in some ways mysterious job in that you work for an art transport installation and storage company. It would be great if you could start just by shedding some light on this part of the industry. For sure. So um, in very simple terms, when an artwork isn't on display in a gallery, it uh, may be in storage somewhere and in order to get it to or from where it is installed it needs to be handled packed maybe moved into another room maybe moved by road or air or sea to get to wherever else it needs to be so a company um, that deals in art handling and logistics will look after moving an artwork from where it is to where it needs to go it's so interesting because i think people just forget that that is a part of what needs to happen in order to see what you're looking at in a museum. I think that's an enormous thing. It can sometimes be the the last thing, weirdly, that is thought of is, oh yeah, we need to get it here. And in terms of the different jobs that are available within your company specifically, is there a great range of things that people can do? For sure, there's a huge range. So you will have technicians who are on the ground physically handling moving, packing objects at various locations. Then you will have drivers, of course. You'll have people working in offices coordinating movements of said technicians and artworks. Case making or uh, other fabrication types relating to artworks and technicians, again, that are specific to those sectors. Warehouses as well. You'll have warehouses with people working specifically in warehouses, handling things in and out and coordinating that aspect of it as well. And what is your specific role within that? So I am a project manager. I am predominantly office based, looking after coordinating various aspects of that process of moving artworks from one place to another. So your job is like very logistical, but not necessarily as hands-on all the time? That's fair, yes. Uh, I will sometimes find myself on site, either before a job, part of a site visit, to scope out a job. And if I'm on site, yes, I'll sometimes get my hands dirty. It's yeah, usually in a, a, an overseeing, client-facing type role, rather than in a hole, digging. <laughs> What do you love about your role and what do you find maybe more challenging about what you do? The the projects that I, I'm generally working on are complex. So the huge challenge, but also the really rewarding part of doing that is in overcoming whatever challenge there is. Often it's large and complex artworks, sometimes going into not particularly accessible places and working out the ways in which that needs to happen. There is a lot of admin involved in that and a lot of my role is administrative and 
coordinating various different things to happen. So I think it would be great now to just hear a bit more about how it is that you got to where you are now. Uh, I definitely didn't set out thinking that I would end up in art transport specifically. When I started looking at jobs in the art world, I think what I expected was to be working in a museum or gallery. I think equally I wanted to be working with the object itself. I studied art and design at school. I did a foundation course in art and design, which led on to a three-year degree, again in fine art. During that time, I would work as much as I could with putting together exhibitions, no matter how large or small. I pursued some sort of career in working with art that I didn't make. Although when I started doing that, I didn't really know what that was. I think I maybe thought that there was artist, curator and various other mystery jobs that went into making stuff happen. That mystery role was the thing that I think I was chasing. I did a master's uh, in history of art and art world practice and during that time I was doing a degree of unpaid and paid internships here and there and taking any opportunity that I could to do work with galleries large and small. In a round and about way that led to a gallery assistant role in a commercial art gallery in Wiltshire. Eventually was the gallery manager there. I was involved in organising transport and logistics of the objects in and out of the gallery. So quite kind of organically, I took on the sort of work that I discovered I was interested in that led me to take on a role with an art handling firm, which was working with objects in a similar sort of way, but more specifically than I was in a commercial art gallery. I know from our conversations that you had a long period of job hunting, and I think that's an experience that a lot of people are having right now, particularly with the pandemic. And I'd just be interested to hear what your experience of job hunting was like and any kind of advice or top tips you might have to somebody in the depths of that process right now. It can be soul destroying. And <laughs> it's, it, yeah, it's a long and difficult process. Um, in my experience, it was in getting that first full-time role that was the really tricky thing to do. I think the big thing to remember is keep trying and don't feel guilty about contacting people in anything that you're interested in. Also, don't be afraid to apply to the same place twice. You know, my, my first role, I applied for that job twice. It came up two months apart. And the first time I heard nothing, the second time I got the job. And you don't know the reasons why those things are happening. You're sort of imagining a whole institution is saying no, we don't want you, but that's not what's happening. It's, as difficult as it is, it's you can't take it too personally. Just keep practising. And the more applications that you write, the better you will get at doing them. And on that note, what advice would you have for somebody beginning to think about looking at transport and art handling as a career and think that might be something they're interested in where should they be looking and what should they be doing to kind of enter that path I guess it's a very good question I would say that most art handling companies in the UK are I would say generally open 
to being contacted by people that are really interested. If there's a company you're interested in working for, contact them and speak to them and meet them if you can and try and understand what they're doing and how you can fit in to that environment. If it's physically art handling, you go in at the start and you you learn on the job. I know a lot of the people that I work with at MTech started as technicians 15, 20 years ago and are now managing teams and travelling the world. I think that's probably the best way. So I think that there's actually quite a lot of mystery around art handling. um, And I'd love to ask some quick fire myth buster questions. Fire away. Do you have to wear white gloves to handle artworks? Not all the time. Sometimes yes. Sometimes nitrile gloves will do. And sometimes you'll be digging a hole. Sure. Do you get to travel a lot for your job? I travel much less. I might do local into London. Some of my peers will be travelling around the world. Are your working hours a normal nine till five? Yes, pretty much. (laughs) With exception of nighttime installations? With the exception of nighttime installations. Do you have to have expert skills in art handling to do what you do? No, I think the thing that helps most is having an understanding and an interest in how things move, come together. But I I haven't had any training in art handling. I've picked it all up as I've gone along. And do you need a PhD to do what you do, Chris? I don't think you need a PhD to do what I do. And to be honest, you don't need a master's. You don't necessarily need a university degree. The route that I've taken, I'm happy with and has worked. But there are a thousand other ways that you could have ended up in the role that I am doing what I do. I think that will be very reassuring to our listeners. But thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure and so fascinating to hear about this slightly lesser known side of the industry, I think. If people wanted to learn a bit more about what you are up to or maybe even to get in touch, where would they be able to find you? You could look me up on LinkedIn, reach out if you want any advice or a chat about, yeah, anything. (laughs) That's great. And thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, we will provide links to all of the mentioned opportunities and resources and anything that we've discussed in the episode on the Hangit website. Do follow us on Instagram at Hangit Collective, all one word. And of course, rate, review and share our podcast on your usual platform. And we will look forward to seeing you all in our next episode of Hangit. (laughs) 